power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Just close your eyes, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just give Him glory, give Him praise. Bless His holy name. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Bless His holy name. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Lift up your voice. Come on, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Give him glory, give him praise, bless his holy name. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Give him glory, give him praise. Give him glory, give him praise. Asochibo Denara
gathering thank you for your presence thank you for the power of your holy spirit and in the name of jesus we declare the heavens and the atmosphere open in jesus name amen put your hands together for the lord as you take your seats hallelujah oh hallelujah why are you still too much in the spirit come down small hallelujah in fact, responding amen doesn't mean you have even come down. It means you have even gone higher in the spirit. Hallelujah! We bless God for this morning. How many of you are excited to be in church today? Wow, it's a good thing to be in church. And how many of you are ready for the word today? Yeah, today would have been a good day to preach a sermon like what rain can do. <laughs> But I won't preach on what rain can do. Hallelujah. Today's sermon is for anybody who has been through something in life before. How many of you have been through something in life? Been through something. Yeah. It is actually a sequel to the sermon I preached entitled Via Dolorosa, which is the road of pain. And as I promised you, the title of this one is Celebrating Your Scars celebrating your scars you know when it comes to the issue of scars it's a matter of how you decide to see the scar once you've had a scar what it means is that you have been wounded before and I believe everyone here has been through something in life some dark patch in your life some some turbulent moment in your life and some of these things can be scars it leaves a memory but today i want to encourage you to look at your scars as something you can celebrate hallelujah you know the people of israel they honor jacob israel their father so much and one of the things they do to honor him you know in the bible jacob wrestled with an angel 
and the angel dislocated some joint of his um, anatomically the sciatic nerve is believed to have been affected by that injury amen it's believed the sciatic nerve was affected by that injury and so what it means was that Jacob limped for the rest of his life when he was going to meet his brother Esau he was limping he limped for the rest of his life when he was going to marry Leah he limped to the altar when he was going to marry Rachel he limped to the altar because some nerve had been damaged and even though this was an injury and this is a scar his descendants the Jews have decided to celebrate it by not eating the hind limbs of animals they kill because that is where the sciatic nerve passes so they honor and celebrate an injury by deciding that they won't eat the hind limbs of an animal that they kill simply because that nerve that was damaged passes through it hallelujah so a car is, is, is yes it can be a nasty thing can be something you may want to hide but it all depends on how you choose to see it amen jesus christ after he had endured the pain of that road after he had gone through the cross after he had gone to hell and back and forth when he was going to appear to his disciples jesus could have chosen to show him to show them his crown he could have chosen to show them his medals what are the other things that show that you have done something trophies but instead he showed them his scars a true general will not only show you his trophies a true general will not only show you his medals a true general will not only show you the things that are that signify his triumphs but a true general will also show you his scars because the scars actually even give more meaning to the trophies and the, and the medals and 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 the, and the belts and whatever it is that he has won in his battles hallelujah once there is a scar what it means is that you were wounded but you survived it means you were hurt but you survived it means you were cut but you survived it means you were pierced but you survived and today i charge somebody to begin to celebrate your scars there may be things that may have happened in the past a dark patch in your life that you went through a time when things were so dark a time when things were so down a time when you were so depressed a time when you were even on the verge of doubting god but you went through it and you survived it and that is something that you must celebrate hallelujah you see when somebody has a cesarean session scar that incision if you are not lucky and so a tough case and they had to open further they'll do what we call the inverted t after doing this one they go up again so it can be a very big scar sometimes you can choose to look at that scar later and say ah this thing this is not how i was this thing has, has spoiled the architecture of my skin but then you can also choose to look at it from another angle that this car did two big things one it probably saved a life which may have been yours 
Because nobody will just get up and decide to go for a cesarean session. Most of the time, there's a reason behind it. Either the labor is not progressing or something. And then they decide that, look, in order to save the mother and the baby or, or, or the baby or both of them, let us go in and cut. So one, you can choose to see that as something that spoils your skin or you can decide to see it as something that saved a life. You can also decide to see it as something that brought forth a life. It's all about perspectives and how you choose to see things. And they are sent you some, some pictures, some photos. Show the first one. I want you to look at something. This picture doesn't make sense. In fact, when I saw it the first time, all I said was that this is Photoshop. Either there's Photoshop going on or there's some witchcraft going on or something. Because when you look at it this way, it looks like a rock that is floating in the air with some plants on top of it. What could this be? Is this some idol or some god or something? But you see, I want to teach you something that life is all about how you decide to see things. It's about how you decide to see things. You are seeing your life in a certain way. Your life is not making sense because you are looking at it from the wrong angle. Things are not making sense in your life, your academics, your ministry, your marriage, your relationship. It's it's possibly because you are seeing things from a wrong angle. And trust me, the enemy is an expert at getting you to see things from the wrong angle. If you joke with the devil, he'll mess with your mind. Like he messed with Eve's mind. I call that thing the voice of the serpent. And that voice is still speaking. He went to Eve. Spoke things into her mind. She started seeing God from a different angle altogether. She started doubting God. She started asking questions. And that is what the voice of the serpent is still doing. He speaks to you and you start questioning a lot of things. You start asking a lot of things. You start doubting. By the time he was done with Eve, one, Eve was confused. Two, she doubted what God had told her before. And three, I believe she was entertaining some amount of bitterness or offense. Why am I saying that? God gave them an instruction. Don't eat this particular fruit. Satan came and said, is that what God told you? Suddenly she started asking questions. Like that same voice has been making some of you ask questions about your life, asking questions about your walk with God, asking questions about certain aspects of your life. He just got her confused like that. And in her moment of confusion, he introduced a lie, or let's say a half-truth. What did he say? He said, God doesn't want you to touch this particular fruit because he knows that the day you eat it, you will become just like him. And so God doesn't want you to be like him. Just like, ah, uh, oh... So it means God, you didn't have my best interest at heart. There's something good and you are withholding it from me. And so I believe there was some offense. They just didn't eat it out of appetite or hunger. They were offended that God, there's a good thing like this. There's a nice thing like there's a juicy fruit like this and you don't want us to partake of it. So we'll, we'll eat it. Whatever will happen. What can come, come, come. I eat the powers. What can come, come, come. If you joke with this enemy, he will make you see people from a wrong angle. He will make you see the good people in your life as evil people and as devils. He will make you see your destiny helpers as people who are coming to actually come to destroy your destiny. Perspectives. 
So if you look at it like this, this thing doesn't make sense. The same way your life doesn't make sense. But sometimes you need to flip the thing a bit. You need to rotate the thing a bit. You need to turn the thing around a bit in your mind and look at it from another angle. Give me the second picture. This is what happens when you rotate the thing and turn it upside down. Does it make sense now? It is a rock that is lying in water. May God give you that same experience in your life today. May your eyes be open to things from God's perspective. We are looking at things from the devil's perspective too much. Especially the difficulties that we've gone through in life. Satan can convince you somebody hates you. Meanwhile, the person actually loves you. He can convince you that, oh, that beloved of yours, they love Nikrai Eniho. She's just trying. But you see, it's because you're understanding love from just one angle. Give me another picture, the animal one. You see? When you have a positive viewpoint, this is how you see it. From a negative view, when you're looking at it from the other end, you say, this lioness is wicked. She's swallowing her own child. But when you just look at it from another viewpoint, you realize that, oh, she's actually carrying the child. And that is what the devil does to people a lot of times. Even how you see the difficult situations that you've been through. You see, modern day christianity we don't want to be honest when people have gone through difficult times they don't even want to be honest about it because it's believed that if you have the life of god and you have the life of christ why should christ be able to come near you why should difficulties be able to come near you but today i want to flip that mentality from your mind i want you to understand that the evidence of you having the life of christ is not the absence of of dark times it's not the absence of difficult situations the evidence of the life of christ is that the dark times shall come the difficult times shall come the the, the 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 situations you don't understand will come but it will not kill you it will not kill your faith it will not make you stop praising god it will not make you stop worshiping god you remain focused in christ that is the evidence of the life of Christ. That is the evidence. That is the evidence. Viewpoints. Satan can convince you this person hates you. Meanwhile, you are the person's prayer topic. It's because you're understanding love from just one angle. For you, the love is sweet words, nice lyrics. But if you want God's viewpoint of what proper love is, go to First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and you will not find anything about feelings in there. If you find something about feelings in there, come, I'll dash you my car free. The car cries, giving me problems. I want to give it to somebody. Come and take it, free. <laughs> so you just look at maybe some one or two things you expect the person is not doing and you conclude as you want to go to first corinthians 13 there are a lot of things there 
love it doesn't rejoice in in evil you really know that somebody doesn't love you when you say you are sick and a person says thank god oh, oh, oh. we bless the name of the lord hallelujah may the lord flip our minds may, may the lord give us the the, the the perspective of life as we are supposed to see it and so jesus could have shown them his crown the, the fact that look he has beaten satan and stuff he showed them his scars said look at my scars at that point in time these people needed encouragement because danger was lurking around them all the time he showed them his scars and what was the essence of showing them the scars what he was trying to tell them was that look i went through pontius pilate's trial and i survived it i went through the via dolorosa and i survived it i survived the mockery i survived the rejection i survived the spitting that they spit on me i survived the, the 39 lashes that they gave to me i survived the carrying of the cross i survived calvary because when i went there they put me on the cross took nails pierced me and somebody even took a spear and pierced my side i survived it on top of that that was in the end i went into hell and all the hosts of hell were projected against me all the principalities were thrown against me but the bible says jesus christ having spoiled principalities and powers he made an open show of them triumphing over them what he was trying to tell them was that these cars show that i've been through something these cars show that i've been to the belly of the earth and i have come out victorious the bible says i am he who died and now i'm alive forevermore and the keys of death and hell are in my hands And so showing them his cars what he told them was that if i've gone through and survived you will go through it and you will survive because god is not going to leave you comfortless he says in a few days from now the comforter shall come the holy ghost shall be released upon you and peter a coward on the day of pentecost after the spirit of god had come upon him this man who was a coward and couldn't even stand in front of a little maid stood in front of thousands of people and declared boldly the unadulterated word of god and the bible said the people were pricked in their hearts and that day the church grew by three thousand souls he said i've been through it i've survived you will go through it and you'll survive and today i came to tell somebody that you went through something and you survived ah whatever you are going to go through whatever wounds the enemy has in store for you you will survive it you will not die it will not kill you it will not take your praise away it will not take your worship away it will not take away the fact that you are a child of god committed to the things of the spirit you will survive it somebody shout i'll survive it somebody say i am a survivor shout i am a survivor shout i am a survivor oh you've been through things that others did not survive you've gone through things others did not survive you take what you went through for granted because you thought it was an ordinary thing that ordinary thing killed somebody that ordinary thing caused somebody to lose their faith that ordinary thing caused somebody to to renounce their faith in god Hey, even though you went down you didn't stay down you rose up again Micah said rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I shall rise again and when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light unto me you are a survivor even if it was sin you fell into you fell down but you didn't stay down you are a survivor 
and you need to celebrate that scar instead of looking at yourself oh the people around me are all virgins the people around me have all not messed up before hey you went into it you fell but you did not stay on the ground that is the real show of strength when you have not fallen before you don't understand the mercies of god when you have not fallen before you don't understand what the grace of god really means you went through it you fell but you did not stay on the ground you rose up as a true soldier of christ you're a survivor some people didn't go through half of the financial difficulty you went through and they decided to go to benin to go and sacrifice their little nephew to make money but you stayed on course maybe the storm is not even over but i came to assure somebody today that god never starts something and he will not finish it because he is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end in fact before he starts he has finished it already that is why the bible talks about god bringing something to an expected end an expected end means he has seen the end before and today i want to encourage somebody that god has seen your end already and your end is glorious he said no good thing will i withhold from you he said the plans i have for you are plans of good and not evil it's not plans of poverty it's not plans of suffering it's not plans of depression it's not plans of divorce but plans of good to bring you to an expected end an expected end he saw the end before he started even when god started creating the earth that was in the beginning because the bible says the lamb of god who was slain before the foundations of the earth god saw that there was going to be a problem with sin and so he catered for it in eternity whatever you will go through god has catered for it already it's just up to you to continue to walk with him it's just up to you to decide that i'm not going to leave him in this journey because he will never leave you he will never forsake you David said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cap runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I prophesy goodness and mercy shall follow you. Oh, I prophesy that goodness and mercy shall follow you. If you believe that your person, shout yes. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That thing that you see as a scar, it makes you feel inferior. That exam that you had to write again is because of that you feel inferior. But you see, somebody is looking at you, and a person is saying, If I were the one, would I have been able to survive that? have been able to survive that that is what we call celebrating your scars it is a scar but the fact that you went through it and it didn't break you the fact that you went through it and it didn't kill your faith the fact that you went through it your, your journey in school is longer than it is supposed to be it, it's something you can see as a scar but celebrate it because you've gone through something others will go through and commit suicide you've gone through something others will go through and renounce their faith you are a survivor you're a survivor you're a survivor i will never leave you nor forsake you that's what he said i'll never leave you i'll never leave you the hand of god is there all the time that times god is silent 
and so we think he's not there there was this painting I saw they call it footprints it was footprints on the seashore the person said he was looking at his life the footprints of his life and he realized that in the most difficult times of his life in fact most of the time there were two sets of footprints that means he and God in the most difficult times of his life he realized he was just left with a set of footprints that was his alone so he asked God in the difficult times of my life is it that you abandoned me and God said no you see only one set of footprints those footprints you see are not yours they are mine because in the difficult times that's when I carry you I carry you he will not leave you he will not forsake you he will not forsake you we must celebrate our scars we must celebrate our scars Paul was one such person he boasted in the difficult things he had been through I want to show you something in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 22 to 30 I'll be ending soon and then we zoom into prayer today I feel we must end on a praise note yeah. must end on a praise note 2nd Corinthians so Paul was speaking he said are they Hebrews so am I are they Israelites so am I are they the seed of Abraham so am I verse 23 are they ministers of Christ he said I speak as a fool I am more in labors more abundant that means I've labored more than you in stripes stripes if you don't know stripes means lashes canes this is Paul boasting of. and look at the things he's boasting in stripes above measure just say somebody said you have the life of Christ why should they catch you and beat you when they come, the lightning should even strike them. But they caught him and beat him. Pe, pe, pe. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequently. That means he's a frequent visitor of prisons. You go and preach and they'll catch him. They'll put him in prison. Angels will come and break him out. He said, I will preach again. That should be your spirit. Hallelujah. When, when Satan, look, let me tell you something. The, the, the fact that you are going through things it's not evidence of the fact that god is not with you it's evidence of the fact that satan is afraid of what you will be if he leaves you alone you are sending shivers down the spine of the occupants of hell and so they are like look let let, let us bring some hardship let us bring some difficulty because even in his difficult situation look at the way he's causing us damage how much more if we leave him free a frequent frequent prison visitor he said in death often the man said i die daily he wakes up in the morning and he knows it's possible he won't come back next he said from the jews five times i received 40 stripes minus one five times you when you were in the school when they're coming to lash <laughs> They're coming to lash, you will shake and cry, and now it's just two lashes or three lashes. 
40 minus 1. The reason they gave 40 minus 1 was because they believed that 40 is so much that nobody can survive. So they'll just take one out. 39 lashes. What? And they don't use slim men. Macho, heavy macho people. And the kind of whip they use. There's a one that they use the proper whip. When they say stripes, they are talking about a cane that has eight ends. And each end has a hook at the end. So what it means is that when they hit you like that, the hooks dig into the flesh. And when they pull, they pull out flesh, fat, they pull out muscle, they pull out blood and whatever. That is why they say if they give you 40, you will not survive. When they say stripes, that is what they mean. He said five times. He went through this five times. This is Paul boasting. Oh, modern day ministers of God, if we want to boast, we'll boast about the V8 that we have. We'll boast about the fact that somebody came and dashed me a Rolls Royce. We'll boast about the fact that your coat is designer. Whether it is fake designer or proper designer, we don't even know. But who cares? Hallelujah. It is what is coming out of you that is important. Can wear batakari, you can wear whatever, just come and give us the word. Hallelujah. We will boast about earthly things and our trophies, our medals, our title belts, and the kind of influence we have. But this is a man of God boasting, and he's boasting the fact that he has been lashed 39 lashes times five. Next verse. He said, Three times I was beaten with rods. The rod is the cane, you know. So the five times was stripes, the one I described. But this one is proper king. That one is three. <laughs> Once I was stoned. Has a stone even hit your hand before? <laughs> Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. On his way to go and preach, three times. Shipwrecked. He said, a night and a day I have been in the deep. That is in the sea. Verse 26. This is strange boasting. He said, In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. You don't even know whether the one you are talking to has been assigned to come and arrest you and kill you. But they were still preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Verse 27. What a boost. In weariness, that is in tiredness, and toil, in sleeplessness often. How can you sleep? How can you sleep? The memory of the lashes alone can keep you awake the whole night. In hunger and thirst. We will boast about the big, big restaurants we've gone to eat in. The nice, non-alcoholic wine. That's if you are lucky. It's even non-alcoholic. <laughs> that we have drank. And I like this one. In fastings often. Say fastings often. Say fastings often. Uh-huh. Maybe one of these years, our theme for the year should be fastings often. <laughs> fastings often in cold and nakedness 
Verse 28. Beside the other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all churches. Upon all of these things. He, has, he still has a deep concern for all churches. Verse 29. He said, who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is made to stumble? And I do not bend with indignation. He's talking about the fact that at times he struggles with the flesh. And verse 30. He said, if I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. This is a strange way to boast. There is somebody who is celebrating his cars. He is not sitting down and, and having a pity party. But he is celebrating the fact that he has been through some things and he has survived. I came to declare to you that you are a survivor. I pray that God will change your perspective of yourself. You, you begin to see yourself from a different angle. You begin to see the things you have been through from a different angle altogether. This same Paul, a snake bit him. And the Bible said he shook the serpent into the fire. And we were given the specific species of the snake. They said an adder. An adder is a viper. So we know it was a poisonous snake. It wasn't one of those ones they used to act movies. <laughs> when we were young, there was a film called Diabolo. Diabolo man. Snake man. He would do this, you know. And he would become a snake on the bed. Diabolo. Turn into a snake. Those ones that used to act those movies, they were not poisonous snakes. This is a viper whose fangs are full of poisonous venom. Tautology, but I don't care. Poisonous venom. <laughs> and the Bible said he fastened his fangs on his hands. But what did Paul do? He shook it into the fire. Today receive the power to shake things off your life. Receive the power to shake the depression off. Receive the power to shake off the voice of the serpent. Receive the power to shake off those evil perspectives Satan has given you of your life and the things that you have been through. Today in the name of Jesus we take authority over any voice that speaks into your mind. Any voice that gives you that inferiority complex. Any voice that deceives you about the people that are around you. That voice of the serpent we rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God. The voice of the serpent comes to change your perspective of God. Change your perspective of life. But today may the scales fall from your eyes. And may you begin to see yourself as God sees you. May you begin to see life as God sees it. May you begin to see your ambitions as God sees them. May you begin to see your visions and your dreams in life as God sees them. some of the scars are meant to prepare you for a time like this how encouraging it is when you're going through something and somebody tells you I've been through this before but it didn't kill me I've been through this thing before but I survived it is more encouraging I dare to say than somebody who just shows you trophies and victories in life this is somebody who has walked where you are walking this is somebody who has been in the pit where you are when he comes and tells you that you can survive it when he comes and tells you god will do it when he comes and tells you god will see you through 
when he comes and tells you you will make it at the end of a day you've got to believe it you've got to believe it one day you will encourage somebody your experiences will be somebody's deliverance from a difficult situation those days when you had to fast and pray for where the next meal is going to come from you had to trust God for where the next school fees will come from you had to trust God for where you will get your school uniform you had to trust God for where you will pay those exam fees I prophesy to somebody today that at the end of a day when God is finished with you the story is going to be different and I see all things turning around for your good in the long run in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I see God opening new doors and new chapters in your life in the name of Jesus he says I'm he who opens and no man can shut I shut and no man can open we shut the door to voices that bring negativity into your life we shut the door to evil speakings into your life we shut the door to dark voices that confuse you that mess with your mind that makes you doubt God that makes you doubt the people around you we shut those mouths right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God may those voices shut up from today yeah when you want to be rude you want to tell somebody to keep quiet and you want to be rude you don't say keep quiet you say shut up today we command those voices to shut up in the name of Jesus it is only the voice of God that we will hear today I declare you deaf to the voice of the serpent I declare you deaf from the voice of the accuser I declare you deaf from the voice of the evil one in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth may the Lord shift your perspective may you begin to see your scars as marks of a general may begin to see your scars as marks of a warrior may you begin to see your scars as marks of somebody who has been through something and has survived I declare that you are a survivor Amen. oh I say you are a survivor Amen. oh I say you are a survivor Amen. for some people the scar may be a broken heart that you had broken heart Nelson Mandela said something he said I never lose I only learn he said I never lose even if I lose I've learned something scars from unmet expectations you are scarred let me show you a very interesting picture and let me finish the sermon. This one is to the ladies. What would you, if you were the lady, what would you do to the gentleman if, when you open your eyes? <laughs> oh my God. What a guy. <laughs> you have gone down on your knee. In fact, this one is left knee. They say the correct one is right knee, so he can defend himself. <laughs> As to whether he is doing Black Lives Matter, she has closed her because you can see she has an expectation. She has been waiting for that day. You go down on your knees, and it is Kiba. 
kilometers kebab. <laughs> if you were here, what would you do to this gentleman? As somebody said, what you would do? <laughs> what you would do? What will you do to him? In fact, I believe you'll be too shocked to be able to talk like, you know, it will take you a day to reorient yourself. Kebab. You are expecting a ring. He takes the thing and says, you're expecting, will you marry me? He said, Renam. Renam. I pray that that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Your expectations will be met. But at the right time. Ah. People are scarred from disappointment. You are close to him. He says one day, he says, Charlie, let's go for dinner. And you believe that that is the day he's going to pop the question. So you shut down. You put on your best makeup. Go and look for some nice perfume. You spend three hours in front of the mirror. You had a nice time at the dinner table. And when he came to drop you, he came out of the car. He said, there's a question I want to ask you. And your heart begins to beat. He opens his mouth. How was the fried rice? Oh my God. What a guy. These things can scar you for life. And these disappointments can make you hate men forever. But today may you be delivered from any such hurts in the name of Jesus Christ. Bible said Isaac dug another well. You will dig another well. I said you will dig another well. In fact that well will be deeper and bigger and better. Hallelujah. Ah, the sisters are sowing seeds. I, I am dialing some numbers. I am speaking into some people's lives. You, you'll be there. <laughs> and pretend as if all is well with you. But I prophesy to somebody today. That in his time. In the fullness of time what God has said concerning your life shall come to pass look like God has played your life already he's played it already why do you fret why do you get anxious things may be difficult now but it won't last forever it is just for you to have a testimony why do you think the word testimony has test in it you don't want the test but you want the testimony if you take the test all it's left with is I money instant money but we don't do that in the kingdom of God hallelujah the test brings the money <laughs> may the Lord give you a testimony in the name of Jesus today as you eat this body of Christ and drink the blood the communion is meant for healing any wound that is in your spirit any hurt any form of disappointment any mental stronghold any voice that has been speaking negativity into your mind as you take this body and you take this blood you are being healed today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth it is not magic you realize by the time you finish that when you think of that boy the hurt doesn't come anymore 
you rather begin to wish him well you begin to wish that things will go well for him either to when you think of him it's curses that come to your mind that your children will be crippled and they will be born with hydrocephalus I saw a video on, on, on social media this week. I was both sad and angry. I felt pity and at the same time I was angry. A woman who is supposed to be married though, but was seeing some other boy behind the scenes. And the boy left her. And the way she was crying, the video was meant for the boy, but somehow it leaked. I don't know what she would do when she realizes the video too has leaked. And she actually opened her mouth and said that she loves him more than her children married woman but you see i felt pretty because i could see the genuine head so it's like Malcolm, Medrona, Mewu, ah, 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 ah. i prophesy that that will not be your story in the name of jesus you will not drink any edro and die if he's going let him go you shall dig another well hallelujah a bigger well a deeper well and on top of that, you have a story to share to encourage somebody one day. Today, anything called head, anything called a scar in your life, we are transforming it into a medal. We are changing it into a trophy. Don't be shy of it again. It is a sign that you were wounded and you survived. You were cut and you survived. You were bruised and you survived. You were pierced and you survived. I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want to zoom into prayer. We want to zoom into prayer. You want to zoom into prayer. Celebrating your scars. I'm sure you are remembering some of the hard times that you had in life. Some of them are even still wounds. They have not healed yet. But you see, before the scar comes, there's something we call a scab. S-C-A-B. It is a thin film that covers the wound. So that the wound will not get infected. It is like God's own plaster. And God's own bandage that he gives to you. Some of you, you are probably at the stage of the scab right now. The wound is still under. But I prophesy that you will heal. Hallelujah. You will heal from that wound. You heal from that wound. Today, every power of inferiority complex is broken in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk chest out. All those who have had encounters into heaven, they say when you see Jesus, he's still keeping the scars. Because in heaven scars are a badge of honor what you have been through what you have you have seen and you have survived people have not even gone through half of what you've gone through and they committed suicide but you survived it you are still alive and you are even in church you are still worshiping god you think back and you're like how did i survive this how did i go through this it was the grace of god it was the hand of the lord it was the Lord that was with you all this while. I want you to pray right now and just thank God for the scars in your life. For the difficult situations that you've gone through in your life. Thank him for the grace of survival. Thank him the for the Jesus. fact that you are still alive. Thank him for the fact that you did not buckle under the pressure. You have seen many things. Maybe you even went through some physical abuse. Maybe you even went through some sexual abuse. That has been a scar in your life. But today, we transform it into a medal. We transform it into a trophy. You survived it. People have these things and they, they undergo serious psychiatric problems. But you are sounding. You are sound in body. You 
are sound psychiatrically. Just give God thanks. Give him glory. Give him praise. In the name of Jesus. Celebrate your scars. Celebrate your scars. You were wounded, but you survived. You were bruised, but you survived. You were cut, but you survived. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Your situation will be a testimony for somebody. Whenever the devil whispers into somebody's ears that you cannot survive it, you cannot make it. God is also raising somebody to show the person that these are my scars. I went through the similar thing, but I came out triumphant. Thank God. Today, every pain from abuse any pain from inferiority complex we command a shift in your perspective in life a shift in the way you see things a shift in the way you see yourself a shift in the way you see the people around you a shift in the way you see god in the name of jesus christ of nazareth jesus showed his cars to tell them that hey survived Pontius Pilate I survived the Via Dolorosa I survived the shame I survived the nakedness I survived the mockery I survived the lashes I survived the nails on the cross I survived the piercing of my side I survived the unleashing of all the hordes of hell upon my life and now I am he who died and now I am alive forevermore and the keys of death and hell are in my hands I see a survivor in the building I see a conqueror in the building The scars are there but there are also wounds that haven't healed yet if it's not healed it can't be categorized as a scar a scar is when it has healed but we have wounds some of you may be in the middle of a battle and you are wounded you may be in the middle of something that you are going through but I'm going to pray one prayer that Lord give me the spirit of Eleazar who was Eleazar he was one of David's mighty men he was fighting a battle and the Bible said he got to a point where he was tired he wanted to give up but the Bible said his sword was stuck to his hand he wanted to drop the sword but the sword will not drop I pray that the spirit of Eleazar will come upon you that when you feel like dropping the sword the sword will be transfixed to your hand you will continue to fight you will continue to battle when you give up in the middle of certain battles you lose the essence of why the battle 
had to come on in the first place. You want to pray that Lord give me the grace of Eleazar. Maybe you're a final year student. You, you want to give up. Things are difficult. Things are hard. Maybe in business. Maybe financially. Maybe even in your ministry. Things are hard. You want to give up. But today I want to pray for you. You want to pray for yourself. The Lord let the spirit of Eleazar come upon me. Lift up your hand, your voice. Begin to pray right now. The spirit of Eleazar. The spirit of Eleazar. The spirit of Eleazar. Lord, the spirit of Eleazar. May we not give up in the middle of the battle. May we see the battle to its logical conclusion. We will not stop fighting before the end. Continue praying. Pray the Barabahata Kabahata. Rodobo Shandarabakata Barabasa. Your life will never be the same again. After taking this meal of the Lord today, Get ready to enter another realm, Mahota Kaseta. New life. A shifted perspective. I see a shift. I see voices being silenced. A shift. 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 Some of you, God must rotate your viewpoint. As you partake of this meal today, wounds are being healed. Perspectives are shifting. Perspectives are changing. Rodekabarabasatakataka. 
our Lord Jesus Christ on the night that he was betrayed the Bible says he took the bread and after he had given thanks he broke it he said this is my body that is broken for you he said do this in remembrance of me the Bible says after the same manner he took up the cup and after he had given thanks he said take drink this is my blood of the covenant that is shed for you do this in remembrance of me today as you take this meal let it bring healing to your soul let it bring healing to your body if there be any sickness incubating in your body any sickness manifesting in your body right now as you take this body and drink this blood let it flush your system of every virus let it flush your system of every fungus let it flush your system of every bacteria even if cancer cells are beginning to form in your body by the taking of this meal may their power be neutralized in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth if there be anything in your genes that is waiting to manifest as a disease later in life today by the taking of this meal we curse it Amen. i said we curse it Amen. we curse it Amen. we rebuke it Amen. in the name of jesus christ Amen. of nazareth and so father we declare these elements sanctified we declare that it is the body of christ and the blood of christ and as your people take it let there be healing physical healing emotional healing healing from mistakes of the past that haunt people healing from guilt healing from the voice of the enemy in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god so pastors elders just go and give it to the people the bread and the it's, it's one package so as soon as you receive it just take it eat and then begin to pray to me be a mirror of papa information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed overflow overflow